Salam everyone, this is Hafsa of the Abuan Chronicles podcast. The coronavirus pandemic is ever-evolving and changing. At this stage, things are still new, and many of us have not been severely affected. There might be a time when that changes, and we pray for the well-being of all, so that we might get through this time. In the description, we have linked some interesting podcasts and websites where you can get some more official information. Take a look. Disclaimer, the information given out on this podcast should not be used to self-diagnose or treat. If you exhibit possible signs and symptoms of this infection, make sure you get in touch with your local health authorities. Thank you very much and enjoy the podcast. This is a short, right? Should we make it? I guess, yeah, it is. I'll let all the coronas be shorts. Coronas? Yeah. Why does that sound like a dance? It is. It's the coronas. It's corona time. Dun, 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 dun. Yo, I'm dead. You know, me and my sister just say it's Corona time randomly throughout the day, and then we start flossing. <laughs> you start flossing. Coronavirus. 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 I'm telling you, it's real. It's getting real. That too. Cardi B is following me everywhere I go. Yo, TikTok is actually an addiction at this point. Is it? Yeah, I it feel is. like every totally. when I saw celebrities, old celebrities and people that are in politics starting doing TikToks, I was like, what the hell is going on right now? I'm trying to be young and at the times. <laughs> it's because, no, but celebrities stay jumping on social media platforms because they need to, they need to stay relevant. And how are they going to do it if they're not keeping up? You either have to like fully invest in staying up to date or you disappear like leonardo dicaprio and don't join any social media platform you know my thing is like adults ruined it adults ruined tiktok it used to be a place for kids it was an innocent place and then adults Girl, are you a it. child <laughs> are you not an adult <laughs> <That's the laughs> I'm, an adult. I'm an adult but i feel like we've ruined the app like we went on this app well, and now self-awareness it's older people and it was a place for younger you know teens and preteens to just enjoy themselves and we've taken over we need to know our place and go back on Instagram I'm and sorry. Twitter. And, Speak you know? for yourself, sweetie. <laughs> Ikran, it's okay. Is... You fit in. <laughs> oh, that was low blow. Low blow. <laughs> the reason why I don't trust TikTok is... You guys are not scared of Chinese? China? Government? Why would you say it like this? Why would you say it now? Sounds a little Donald Trumpy. No, come on now. Are you not afraid? Because they own your whole... They, there's no... like TikTok is based in china the laws and everything yeah, is. there is based there all your information belongs to them so now not yeah. only does america Ooh. own you but now china owns you too but why wouldn't you tell me this sooner <laughs> did you not know N- no i mean yes and no i just didn't think that far ahead <laughs> i mean like, what are you I- putting on there that you don't want anyone like what are you putting on there it's not dangerous? that it's not putting on or whatever it's talking about your digital footprint. Some people actually care about their digital footprint is all I'm going to say. Do you know what's so wild? We keep saying stuff like, what are you putting on there? Like, why does it matter? Like, it's not important. Like the information that we're sharing, um, whether it's through TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. But reality is that information still could be used against you. Like you let things slip all the time, especially when you're not careful. So fuck them. And I don't trust these Americans so much as I don't trust the Chinese. Yeah. Anyways, do you guys know what's so crazy? There's more, like, out of nowhere, the cases in America, corona cases, just blew up. Because they started doing tests. They weren't doing tests before. No, even the number of deaths, fam. 
Yeah. The number of deaths is Everyone, crazy. Everyone's shady about their reporting, to be honest. Like China, the numbers they gave, people are talking about how they're based off of what's happening in Italy. The numbers are not looking too uh, reliable with what China reported. So who knows? Maybe they're hiding things. No. Do you guys sense politics? Like there's so much politics going on right now. And it's like I'm side eyeing everyone. Yeah. Because right now Italy has surpassed supposedly China with number of deaths. Yeah. And their, their population is nowhere near. Wait one minute. Let's start the episode properly before we uh, go into it. It's Corona time. Okay, welcome to another of One Chronicles podcast short. On this episode, we're going to be doing a Corona update. Probably update number one of how many, we have no idea because we're going to be stuck in this situation for a while. Inshallah, this is the only one we will ever have to do, but you know. Inshallah. Before we start the episode, I just want to retract my previous statements on the coronavirus. <laughs> that everyone has short. corona? Um, no, I think that one part was probably the only true part, but I was talking about how it's not that deep. I actually think it's that deep now. So just wanted <laughs> you to You were making fun there. of your co- your me and you were making fun of your boss for hoarding. I was. But he was ahead of his time. No, he was actually so, he was two weeks ahead of his time because this guy was bulk buying and I was like, this guy's crazy. Now look. A week later, everyone's out here buying toilet paper and freaking canned goods and you know, the stores are sold out and this shit is serious. So I thought I would just retract my statement. Um, just to put a heads up there to everybody because apparently me and Mukhair, since we're siblings, sound the same. That's what Mukhair is speaking. I wasn't oh on the last God. episode. First of all, I should I just want to clarify. People would have thought you or me. I should have just been quiet but whatever um so that was Amalka here yep that and was i'm hafsa on this episode as well and we also have ikran and istahil so yeah <laughs> um you know what's so funny about that though wallahi guys i swear to god if there is an actual zombie apocalypse or some kind of like you know world war z type situation 2012 end of the world we're finished because we're all too skeptical what are we waiting for okay i just want to say i feel like Omar Khair was right to a point that it wasn't that deep back then. But I just feel like people have zero trust in their government and are greedy AF. That's the thing. But we have zero trust, but we're not behaving. We're not acting like we have zero trust. We have zero trust and we do nothing about it. Why do we believe these people that are trying to placate us all the time, telling us, don't worry, calm down. We should be building bunkers right now. <laughs> that's Honestly, the reason why, though. The walking Dead? That, <laughs> she really, no, she's full dystopian time. right now. Relax. <laughs> why are we trusting these people? We're going to look at this corona shit, fam. It's all over the world, okay? And people are dying, okay? It's crazy. We know that we don't have the capacity for nothing. And nobody's in a bunker. Like, it's crazy to me. It makes no sense. Why are we not actioning this? When did you guys realize it was serious? Probably the Italy situation. The Italy situation. Because yeah. we've had so many H... How many H, H whatevers, N whatevers have we had in China that haven't broken out? Mm-hmm. And the fact that this broke out and it went to all these countries and it went to Italy and the death rates and like the friggin' pictures and images that were coming out of Italy, which especially considering that the area that was um, affected there is one of the richer parts of Italy that are doing much better than the rest of us out in these Western countries. I think that's when Allah, it hit don't trigger me. The celebrities that get to have the test before everyone money wins oh my god please please i'm actually triggered about that imagine healthcare staff we're not even getting tested but a question as a healthcare professional like how are people getting like i thought the whole point was you don't get tested until you are systematic 
yeah, symptomatic, right? So why are people who yeah. are asymptomatic being tested? Like, let's say in the MBA, a lot of people are tested that did not display symptoms. And you guys are saying rich people are also getting tested because they have the money. I thought the kit didn't work if you weren't showing. Like, I thought it was like false positives or whatever. Basically, when it comes to it, the test itself, let's, let's, all, re- let's all remember this. Like, all tests are not 100% accurate, mm-hmm. right? You have to look at sensitivity and specificity, which basically mean how many negatives are true negatives and how many positives are true positives right for this test if you run it and you come back negative okay it's not necessarily a true negative okay Uh there's varying studies that talk about the accuracy of it but i think it's somewhere between 60 to 70 percent yeah okay okay? so there's a large margin of error there's a there's yeah the margin of error isn't that isn't that um isn't that small to start with Mm -hmm. okay also bear in mind that the sicker you are the more viral load you're shedding and the more likely okay. the test will pick up a result. So imagine if a test isn't 100% accurate, right? If you're very sick, it's more likely to pick up more than if you're not as sick, right? Do you get what I mean? Does that make sense? Which is why the suggestion is always that unless you're sick, don't bother doing the test. Because if you're not sick and you do the test and the test comes back negative, you might still have the illness, okay? And have na- and now have this false sense of security thinking that, oh, I'm fine. And what you're doing, you walk around the streets and shit and you infect people and or live at home with vulnerable people and you have a problem now okay. which is which which also you can you can say well if you're not symptomatic why does it matter anyways you can talk about that as well but i think it's 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 important to emphasize this for people who are um healthcare professionals and everything because to be fair I've probably already been exposed to corona. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if I got it already. A lot of people who do get it, they get very mild symptoms, cough, cold, if even at all, um, or a fever for a short period of time, and then they go about their way, right? So if you start testing people and all these people become positive, you're going to have, especially if it's healthcare professionals, like to play devil's advocate, the argument is that you're going to have a lot of healthcare professionals that are needed in the workforce sitting at home. Okay, nothing but the alternative is to have healthcare workers who are sick that keep spreading patients it. who are keep spreading it and around vulnerable patients. So what, like, where do you where do you draw the line? It's difficult. Um, I don't claim to be an expert. First of all, mm-hmm. I want to profess this in the beginning. I'm speaking at this about this as a um, junior doctor working in the UK. I'm not an expert, mm-hmm. um, so I I don't want to go people to take my uh, words as. Um, uh, the gospel know. truth gospel. law um exactly but um the thing is is that the, with the situation on the ground right now the the issue is bodies like w- the biggest thing that we need is more healthcare professionals and more machines and i think to play playing devil's advocate again um it's about needing those bodies and it's about the 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 both ways, both situations are like, it's bad. It's not perfect. That's not ideal, but we don't really have that many options. Right. And the reality of it is that the entire population at some point or another, you're likely to get infected with this. Um, Even if I self-isolate and social distance? (laughs) That was a genuine question and a sarcastic question, but self-isolating, self-isolating and, and, and social distancing. The purpose of that, it's not, not contain it. They're trying to taper it. They're trying to slow down the spread. It's going to spread. The idea mm-hmm. of it is, have you guys heard about this phrase, flattening the curve? Yeah. Yup. Hashtag flatten the curve. Wait, pause. I just want to go back to the kit. You said the negative, you may be positive, but it, the kit doesn't, it may not be able to detect it. And it's better if you're actually sick. If you're positive, then you're a hundred percent, like, is it 
you're more false likely positive you mean like is there a false positive or if you're positive you're positive she said it's 60 percent. so no the, i'm talking about sensitivity and specificity it's different for both um up there's a paper that has the exact figures the, i think the true positives are better than the true negatives okay the, the, the rates anyways, when it comes to, so if you're positive, you're more likely to be positive than if it's negative that you're actually negative. And then they also do this thing in Ontario where they do two tests, like they'll test the person one time or their sample once, and then they'll send it to a second lab to test it again. So it'll be like on the website, they have details on all the people that they're testing that are potential positives. And they'll be like, the first test was done and they were positive and the pe- second test is pending. And then once they get that second positive from the second lab, then they confirm them as a positive. So like every day Ooh. in Canada, every day at 10.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m., they give updates on the number of cases. Also, like, isn't there a burden on uh, on tests, like not enough tests or not enough uh Literally reagents, cause I know I was talking to oh, yeah. my PI and they called her and they're like, oh, we just need a bunch of, uh, PCR equipment cause the government doesn't have yeah, enough or even, hos- yeah, the hospitals are running out. So now they're calling private labs for yeah. equipment and stuff. They emailed us too. I think it's because a lot of us are going to be out of our labs and they're just like, you know, might as well be able cause they're going to expire. The reagents yeah, they're going to expire, gonna expire right? Uses them. But they, la- but reagents can last for two years, you guys, and longer. Like, because people have storage. Prioritize. It's a national yeah. emergency. Yes. International That's what emergency. I mean. Like, I mean, like the government or the hospitals or whatever, they'll have enough equipment to deal with this. We have a whole issue in our hospital about medical equipment because they're like, okay, we want 20 more ventilators. We want 50 more vital signs. We want 16 ICU beds. And and then we'll talk to the vendors and be like, okay, well, we need this and that. And they're like, sorry, but there's not enough going around. We're, some of them are like, we're stopping production. Some of them are like, oh, well, there's not enough. This hospital's getting this and this hospital's getting that. And it got to the point where... Just to get background, Mukhair, what do you do? Tell the people. I work in the biomedical engineering department of a hospital. So we work on like the, um, anything that's medical technology related. Yeah. In Toronto. So if anything that's medical technology related, any medical equipment in the hospital, uh, the technologists maintain them. And then we're more concerned with like interconnectivity of the devices, getting new devices that, that meet the clinician's needs and all of that stuff. So. Like they'll have every day a pandemic meeting to discuss like status updates according to how the numbers are. So if, if the numbers increase dramatically, they're like, okay, potentially this many cases will come into the hospital. What do we do? What do we need? So like working with, um, the different departments and then figuring out, okay, well, for the new, cause they set up different areas in the hospital that can become potential areas for sick COVID patients to go to. And so they're like, okay, if we need to repurpose vital signs from areas that are going to shut down, like the clinics and all of that, what are we going to do? How will we make this happen? And if we need to buy things, how are we going to do that? So it got to the point where they're talking about shutting down ORs, shutting down the PACQ, shutting down all these areas for potentially taking in, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but um, for potentially taking in patients to, to have the patients that are COVID, you know, extremely sick patients stay in those areas because they have monitoring and stuff, right? So there's a lot of vendors that are saying things like, well, we stopped production of this device because the demand was too high. A lot of the parts that they need to build these devices are in areas in the world, like Italy, for example, and China that have been shut down. So they don't even have the parts to make the devices. So like, we can't, 
we can't make devices. And it got to the point where the Health Canada was like, okay, we might have to lift some of our regulations so that other devices that were not once used in Canada can be used in Canada because we need these devices. It's crucial. So they're doing that with sanitizers, actually. There are a couple of like brands that weren't allowed in Canada because of labeling. And they're like, you know what? We're going to lift that because we need sanitizer. There's a shortage. What do you mean labeling? Like, for example, you know how in Canada there's French and English? That's a requirement. There has to be French and English on the label. Some companies don't have that. And so they're like, you know what? We don't even care anymore. We're lifting that. So they're just accepting any kind of sanitizer. Not any kind of sanitizer, but if it has a labeling issue, they don't really care as much, right? They're prioritizing things. So it's got, like, everybody's in panic state, like panic mode. But at least they're doing something. Plan for the worst. They are. They're doing well, to be honest. Like looking at other countries, so, I feel like Canada is doing pretty. At least Toronto is doing pretty well with handling the whole. Well, crisis. to be fair, that's because you guys are really behind in terms of numbers of cases. So in Canada, there's only I think so far a thousand, a thousand three hundred and twenty-eight yeah. cases and nineteen confirmed deaths. So compare that to Italy, where they have fifty thousand, more than upwards of fifty thousand cases and f- almost five thousand deaths. China with eighty thousand cases and three thousand deaths. Um, and then coming down, the UK is about number one to eight here. Uh, UK has five thousand cases and two hundred and thirty-three deaths so far. The states have has twenty-six thousand cases and three hundred and forty-eight deaths so far. So I mean, in in, in those terms, Canada. You guys are really behind but we're also population and you have some time to, and population wise, you're a lot smaller, which makes sense. Um, but in the UK, they're talking about, they're talking about converting. They've are, they are already here yeah. converting spaces. So right now, give you an example at my workplace. Everything has been changed because so far, I think we've had a total of 15 cases and a huge proportion of them needing, um, ventilator, ventilatory support and stuff. So, um, about, They've, they've stopped all like elective surgeries and procedures. Um, people aren't coming to clinics anymore. Those have, that's all been shut down. Um, our theaters. So we have, um, intensive care departments or units. And then we also have theater space. So ORs, um, surgery, whatever. Those spaces are being converted into ITU beds and whatnot. And just to give some people some insight as to what's going on. So our IT needs to expand basically. What is an ITU? Is so that an ICU? Yeah. What's intensive that? care, ICU, intensive care unit. Oh, so, so it's I see. Um, intensive you care. don't call it ICU like the rest of the world? <laughs> they also call ORs theaters. What the hell? <laughs> well, yeah. I've heard of theaters. Yeah, operating like theater, operating theater, OT. Yeah, operating theater, OT. Um, anyways, but just to give some people some insight with the, about the progression of this disease, basically. I'm sure they have an idea from everything that's been going on. But basically... Um, this disease, it's basically a type of, it's kind of similar to the flu. It's a viral infection. For most people or a lot of people, it's going to be a cough, a cold, um, fever, chills, that kind of thing. Sometimes some gastrointestinal uh, symptoms. But for vulnerable people, immunocompromised people, elderly people, um, they present a lot worse. And they develop something called, um, they develop pneumonia as a, as a part of it. They develop um, acute respiratory distress syndrome, um, which is basically when your lungs are no longer functioning as they should. So all these people need to go on, or not all of them, but a good number of them need to go on some kind of ventilation, which is basically they need to stay support for their airways. The issue with that is with the numbers coming in, we do not have enough ventilators for this. So for, I'll give you an example. We know Italy has been swamped. You guys have been seeing those pop-up hospitals they've been building. You see like, um, they've, they've been building completely different emergency departments. They're trying to get all these ITU beds. The area this is happening in had about 
um, 13, 000, uh, 13 ITU beds per 100,000 people. Compare that to the UK, where the national average is seven beds, seven ITU beds for 100,000 people. So we have about half of the capacity of Italy, right? London, like, luckily London is better off. I mean, lucky for London, unlucky for the rest of the country. They have about 12 ITU beds per um, 100,000 uh, people. So they're a little bit better off. But that is nowhere near the needs that, 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 that are, um, present or that we know are going to come, especially considering the UK is two weeks behind Italy in terms of, um, numbers of cases and total deaths specifically. So it's just that we see a lot of, a lot that's coming and a lot of that's happening, which is why I think there's so much more panic in the city. Um, panic in the fact that places are being shut down. What? I saw the subways were packed in London yesterday or was it day before yesterday? They haven't shut down uh, public transit here, but they are running on um, reduced service. No, I'm not so saying they, I, they didn't close public transport here. I'm saying the number of people on the London transit yeah. was packed. Like the people were, it was rush hour and it was packed versus it's the not TTC like usual. that was like super empty i'm just saying is it the population number like, again i think even the population size and and also you have to look at the areas that people are getting on and off on number two um and then on top of that yeah. i think in terms of canada it sounds to me like but, they're the stimulus package that's being put into this and the money that's being put into individuals and their rent hasn't there been a rent freeze or something yeah there's been an eviction freeze that still hasn't happened here yeah they also like the phone bills and stuff they're on hold for rogers i know that Mm-hmm. And even like for students that have loans, they've, they've paid, they've frozen the, uh, repayment. Not students. I think if you graduated. Or if you right? graduated, yeah, your loan repayment, uh, situation, you don't have to pay right away. Mm, okay. Well, I think here it's, it's not as, um, the plan isn't as robust or planned out as it is in Canada. They just recently decided to close schools, um, literally, um, last week, like last week, on, on Thursday or Friday, um, they decided they want to close all schools. Um, the only kids who are going to school are children of essential staff or key workers, basically. So people who work in like healthcare, um, people that work in grocery stores, that kind of thing, um, government office, like their kids can still go to school because they need childcare and stuff. Um, but everyone else, like their kids are staying at home. So, I mean, it's like, it's like a weird, cause it, it's, it's a bit of a weird political situation in this country where, they like, oh, we want to expose everybody. We don't want to expose everybody. Oh, we want to flatten the curve. Oh, this, it's, it's really odd. There's no security, sense of security. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now, I think they're trying, they're, they're, they're speeding things up because now I guess they don't really have a choice, but it, it took a while. There was a bit of a lag. And in terms of the terminology, flattening the curve, I think before I spoke about the symptoms a bit, but the ter- flattening the curve just means it doesn't mean that people aren't going to get the disease or that we're trying to, prevent people from actually getting it it's about slowing down the 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 rate at which people are getting it right so because we know we don't have enough equipment right telling people just walk around normally the disease will spread a lot faster whereas if you tell people to self-isolate there's a likely chance they will get it but they might get it at a time where we have fewer cases and they're better they have a better chance of getting help so if they come into hospital there's a better chance that they'll get on a ventilator if they need it there's a better chance they'll get care if they need it whereas if everybody gets it now 
we don't have the capacity, especially with um, in this country specifically, there have been like recently austerity measures put in place. There have been cuts in the healthcare system. So the healthcare system is not up to scratch. It was already on its last leg before all this happened. And then this happened. So we, we know that we're not going to be able to cope. That's expected. So at least this helps a little bit and slows things down. So with the bed shortage, whatever, how does that like affect actual patients who are vulnerable and in desperate need how do you guys kind of balance that you run out of beds you run out of ventilators then what like what do they do so basically what's happening now is they're trying to make the space right Mm -hmm. so they're trying to get as many beds as possible everybody's been like right now we're in the quiet before the storm literally we're in like the eye of the tornado Mm -hmm. where um all of the wards, we were discharging everybody. So we're trying to send everybody who could go home, home. Um, there haven't been any elective surgeries or procedures, like I told you earlier. So your grandma needed that knee replacement. She's getting that like maybe in a year. Like all yeah, that has yeah, been yeah. canceled. That makes sense. And the hospital is like eerily quiet because we have literally like empty wards, which is crazy. There's, so they're trying to make space for what they know, the, the cases that are coming in. And I know that there's, uh, I don't know exactly what the plans are in this country, to be honest, about what they're doing in terms of bed capacity and increasing bed space, because that is going to have to happen at some point based on the models in Italy and in, and in, in um, China and Wuhan specifically. We already know that's going to be needed. The other thing you have to remember is even though there's going to be people that come in with COVID positive, COVID-19 positive, there are going to, there are going to be people that come in with other medical, people are still going to get appendicitis. People are still going to get heart attacks. People are still going to get strokes. So it's like, it's, it's very sticky. It's like a very, um, the issue is the, the, the balance needs to be put in, you know, you need to bear in mind that you need to make space for these COVID patients. You need to make, um, you need to make sure that these people are not exposed to other people that come in that are sick and are vulnerable, right? Like, um, what do you get? If you did, if you get a hip fracture, you still have to come into hospital and people who get hip fractures are 80 and 90, right? And they're again, susceptible, susceptible to this disease. And if they get it, they're looking to be very sick. So it's like, it's a very, um, it's a very hard thing to balance. Um, and hospitals are going to have to figure it out. Healthcare systems are going to have to figure, governments are going to have to figure out exactly what they're going to do and what they're going to prioritize. Even when it comes to ventilation, right? We don't have enough machines. The decision, it's not about, are we going to have to make decisions about who gets ventilated? We already know those decisions are going to have to be made, right? These decisions are made every day anyways. Like, don't think that if somebody comes in and they're 80 years old and they've had like heart attacks in the past and they have diabetes and cholesterol and a stroke maybe last year, it's very unlikely in the UK specifically, it's very unlikely that they'll get, um, if they get really unwell in hospital, that they'll go to intensive care or that they'll be ventilated. Okay. Because the likelihood of them surviving that is very low. But then... Isn't it also um, not all of the patients that come into the hospital require ICU beds? There's like there's levels to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the worst, the worst possible outcome. Worst case scenario is you're going to need an, uh, an ICU bed or a monitored bed. Um, best case scenario, you get the sniffles. So you're either hospitalized or you're not. Well, it's a it's no. a it's a spectrum. Yeah, that's and that's why on twitter everyone is so scared because you're getting all these different information from different people like oh i'm young healthy all i got i was asymptomatic and then you have another person saying i was young and healthy and i almost died so it's like people are not talking about how it's a spectrum they're just talking about if you get it you're gonna die or if you get it you're perfectly Mm -hmm. fine i think there's also a false sense of security going around where people are like oh i'm like 20 i'm gonna be fine if i catch it chances are you will be okay but 
there is also the possibility that something might don't don't take it so lightly okay and also don't forget that you, you have vulnerable people around you all the time are you willing to sacrifice your grandmother or your mom or your dad like that because most to be fair most of the deaths are 50 plus like people of majority age 50 and over and even when it comes to demographics male and female it's men more but then some people think it's men more because men smoke more like there's all these ideas floating around right now this isn't in the middle of a pandemic isn't the best time to do a study and just try to find and these all things the studies out. are confused but too so exactly exactly uh-huh i mean there was there was a huge thing about ibuprofen that oh, was going yeah. around. Yeah. There were, like, so is that, young wait, people. can you tell us? Clarify? So right now, I know a lot of people are avoiding it. We can't. We don't have conclusive evidence, but people are avoiding avoiding it right now. So in the UK, the general advice is to avoid ibuprofen for young people. But again, because like I said earlier, pandemic isn't the best time to do this kind of research. It's hard. Because people are also hoping for results. The malaria medicine as well. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. The thing is, is that like in in these times, like uh, you have to remember that people are hoping for results. Like you look for the smallest change to see if something works. So that's why like this is like the worst time to do a study. Um, they have to do the study because um, they don't have a choice because we have to get information about it. They have to do research and find out what's going on. And that's going on in different parts of the world. But um, everything that you hear on the news, take it with a grain of salt. And also these Twitter threads. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. One day, san- sanitizer uh, doesn't uh, kill viruses because the it's antibacterial. Next day, yes, this is exactly the scientific, the bilipid, phosphor, <laughs> whatever. It breaks down these walls and then one no you can only use water and soap no so i guess yeah you just have to be careful so you're right that they're looking for like any answer is good enough but also i feel like a lot of people just love the fear-mongering riding that wave yeah yeah i'm sorry why was cp24 what was it that they were posting they were like they posted these pictures oh look how everywhere is a dead town and the virus is scary like it's just these articles that come up first of all cp24 is a horrible channel and that channel needs to go away no and the titles too like i feel like literally they live off of scaring the public for what reason Mm. what do you gain from this but i guess i have uh something that i thought was interesting like what do you guys think about the governments during this time like i think it's crazy the amount of money they were able to pull from thin air thin air yeah honestly i'm not surprised this is why i'm always people are like oh my god you're so optimistic you're so like where are you gonna get this money from this is never gonna happen because i know the government can make it happen that's their job like student loans excuse me free education you want to tell me that's not possible bs it is possible but that's yeah. that's that's the thing though the people that a vote for against their best interests are the people that's being the most affected now and they won't care <laughs> so yeah um what was so crazy was the other day seeing like apparently the cdc is advising healthcare professionals in the states um that if they can't wear masks if they can't find masks to use bandanas and stuff yeah <laughs> and at the same time like didn't they just like develop like some kind of supersonic missile missile oh, yeah in the yeah, states where's that space military that's money? crazy that's crazy to me that they don't have enough they don't have enough masks it's more like they don't want to make enough masks or the people didn't you see the scandal of the government like how they were shelling shelling money into like what would give them profit during this pandemic it's all about profiting off of the pandemic america i'm sorry y'all the next couple of weeks is gonna be tough it's for not them. just america 
it's not just it's America. I like the, it's 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 really it's a global thing right now. I don't think it's just America at all. I mean, even here, like, gosh, you there's there are hospitals who are tweeting about, can you please give us soap? We've run out of soap. Or can you please any equipment that you have? We don't have. It's crazy. It's mad. It's uh, like these these countries. These countries have a lot of these countries out here. They've let their healthcare systems go to shit. And now it's coming to bite them in the ass. And I really, I'm really interested to see, um, after all this finishes and all, after all the dust settles, what's going to, what the new world is going to look like and what people are going to allow. Because right now people are talking about how they're going to be, I don't want to like scare anybody, but this thing isn't expected to let up in the UK specifically. It's, it's not going to let up anytime soon. It's, it's likely going to peak. The estimates are May, June that it's going to peak. I mean, get the worst. So we're nowhere near what the worst is at this moment, apparently by, by estimates and, uh, done by different institutes here in the UK. But why is it taking that long? Compared to, I know Wuhan, they've flattened the curve, right? And they're kind of, their numbers are decreasing now. Think about how when it started in Wuhan, last December. But when did they peak? Around February. It peaked around February. Also, no like the information that came out of, the information that came out of China, to be fair, is has not been very consistent. Um, there's been a bit more transparency now. But we're not too sure about because there's a lot of confusion going on, uh, especially in the beginning. So one thing to bear in mind is just think about the the costs at the healthcare um, providers that they've that they've, that they've had to pay. So some of the death rates, the highest death rates in the beginning in Wuhan were healthcare professionals, a lot of nurses and yeah. doctors who were, who were actually um, affected by this. Exactly. They were stifled. They were told they can't, they're spreading, they're spreading misinformation. Um, and a lot of them become unwell. And then when people started finding out what's going on, that's when the precautions started taking place where they were told when somebody comes in immediately, hand hygiene, number one, number two, protective, um, equipment that you have to wear. Right. And even though they knew about that and they spread that to, they told this information to everybody, Italy, for instance, they knew we have to put on this protective equipment, hand hygiene, da, da, da. it was still a learning curve for them. So even in Italy, a large number of healthcare professionals in the beginning became unwell and caught this early on. And the same thing right now is happening here. The UK even worse, I think, because we don't even have the equipment. We're quickly running out. What's so crazy is right now, the, the equipment that they're asking us to wear for cases is so suboptimal that no one has recommended this around on any level internationally. Um, and that's chiefly because we just don't have the equipment. And if we decide to wear the, the most, um, the proper protective equipment for every single case, varying from a, a cough to somebody who, or like a fever, to somebody who needs to be intubated and is on special oxygen will run out like in in week, in a week's time or less than even. So that's why they're telling us people that are less likely to be um, able to transmit it. So they're not coughing too much or they're, they're just like lightly symptomatic. You don't have to wear everything. You could just wear a surgical mask and like a, an apron style gown and gloves. But if somebody is on a ventilator or, you know, different types of like high flow oxygen or I don't want to go into too much technicals, but they would then need, you would have to wear everything because what happens is that the oxygen goes into them and then it comes back out and it's aer- like it's aerosolized and it's like the entire room is contaminated so to protect yourself you have to wear everything so they're they're giving us varying degrees as to what you can wear depending on who you see 
right? In the beginning, even suspected people, we were told to wear everything and anything. Like, oh, you suspect it, you sent off a test, the result's not going to come back for 24 hours, wear the full outfit. Whereas now those people, they're in an open bay with everybody else. Like, it's like, we don't have, we don't have the option. We don't have the space all like in our hospital, for example, all the side rooms have been, or like the, the, the closed off rooms. So the side rooms and the isolation rooms are taken up. So now we have Corona bays. So patients with the coronavirus that are in open bays with each other. Or, and there's some bays that are like query, like they're possible Corona cases. So they're together and confirmed ones that are not as uh, poorly or as bad. They're in base together. It's, te- it's hectic, man. Yeah. What do we know about how long it stays in the air? How long it stays on surfaces? Like what's facts and what's fiction? fiction? Because, <laughs> because I've heard that it stays in the air for three hours. It is droplet. It is, um, transferred from person to person through droplets, but it has the ability to stay in air for around three hours and it can stay on certain surfaces for like up to six hours, depending on what the material is. Okay, I don't know the exact numbers on that, and I'm not sure if they have exact numbers on that, but I do know... They're just comparing it to the Mars. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do know that um, it's um, droplets and on all of that, and also it does stay on hard surfaces more than than it does on clothing and softer materials. So it stays. there's estimates that it stays on, like, you know, like lanyards, cards, um, like tables, that kind of thing. Um, like hard, smooth surfaces for about 24 hours. So those things always need to be wiped down. It, like the paper that was published in the, what do you call it? The New mm-hmm. England Journal, they said that it stays on plastic surfaces for around two to three days. Yeah, yeah. So the estimates are different. So we've even been told like our lanyards that we wear that have like the our ID badges and everything, mm-hmm. we're like meant to put them in our pockets and stuff. Um, we're not supposed to wear them out anymore. Things like that. It doesn't really stick... Oddly enough, it doesn't really stick to clothing that bad. So, um, that's good. TTC yeah. seats. Yo, yeah. I'm just worried about the TTC because if I'm going to get the corona, it's going to come from me taking the subway. And I know. But then you get the flu from there too. So, yeah, but don't forget, like, the way that you get it at the end of the day is you touching something and then touching your face. So, as long as you're washing your hands properly, like, anytime, think about it this way anytime you touch your phone, you should be washing your hands. So how many times a day do you touch your phone? More like if you go out. <laughs> no, really, because that's, no, that's not your phone. What is it? It's a hard surface. Parts of it are plastic. The casing. This is the thing that that carries everything the most. It's the most. It's the dirtiest thing you have. So anytime you touch your phone, you should be washing your hands. Any t- like anytime it, like if you're exposed somebody. I don't know how many of you guys are healthcare professionals that are listening to this or are with people that are sick and isolation. But anytime you see them, like, before you go in, wash your hands. When you come out, wash your hands. Wipe down everything. Assume you're, at any time, assume you're contaminated. People just use sanitizer and then that move on. No, soap and water is the best. So, I mean, sanitizer, the thing is, soap and water can be very drying and bad for your skin, though. Like, especially for washing your hands as much as we're thinking about washing our hands. So that's where sanitizer comes in if you have any. So that's, that's the issue. I've been getting rashes because of how much I have to wash my eczema. hands these days. Yeah, actually yeah. a problem. I'm getting eczema out of nowhere. Eczema. <laughs> hey, better than getting the coronavirus. Oh, God. Well, that's true, but wallahi, it's a problem. <laughs> it's like this whole routine when we come into the office. If you don't wipe down everything that you came in, people are going to look you up and down. Oh, oh, now they care. 
Oh, now they care. Yeah. It's not even because they care about you, though. It's because they're looking out for themselves, you know, like. At one point, this girl, so we have two sinks in our office and we just came from a unit somewhere. And so we're walking back in and she went to that sink. And then I started walking further into the office and she's like, Oh, care. Oh, come here right now. Wash your hands. I'm like, I'm going to the other sink. alone. <laughs> she thought I was just walking to my desk. And at first I thought, cause it was cause she really cared, but it was really because she's just looking out for herself. It's mad. It's actually, it's actually, it was crazy about this. It tells me how dirty people oh. are like how dirty like the, some of the things that i've been hearing like about people that are finding like they've never wiped down their phone before those people are sick oh god sick mm. how do you like go outside and never at least like not even once a day you don't wipe down your phone like how Honestly, gross are you? you know what kills me is that y'all casually touch your faces with your dirty hands i'm sorry maybe that's a bit extreme but i could never that could never be me like people casually like i see uh videos of people like talking about how difficult it is not to touch their faces i'm sorry do you not rate your face (laughs) disgusting behavior it's it's, i can't i'm one of those people because i can't help it on top of that i have like hay fever and and rent and allergic rhinitis all the time so i'm constantly like rubbing my eye Mm. pinching the bridge of my my nose yeah, like back. i just can't help it even when i'm commu- even when i'm communicating fam like i'm like touching my, the side of my face like oh. you know my forehead that's just how i speak that's how i communicate no, you need so to get rid of that habit also from go- now going on forward if i don't salam you or if i don't touch your hand understand why <laughs> no a lot of people like, i feel like a lot of people are understanding of that now like no they're very much understanding in the beginning i made a mistake of like this person came into the office and i made a mistake of like actually like putting my hand out to shake their hands and they're like they look me up and down and they're like we're doing that now wow. we're still doing that and i was like i'm so sorry they actually shook my hand but then two seconds later they were like frantically looking around they grabbed sanitizer and started sanitizing their hands in front of me i was wow, like Shit. You just, you're the germ you got the cooties <laughs> <laughs> this was before the whole like before it got serious what killed me was the fact that they were literally they were holding their hand out like it had on it like oh my god like they're freaking out and then they ran to a sanitizer oh, and literally sanitized oh their hands oh my god but you I know tried. what i don't blame i don't blame people at all for that behavior and because i had like there was a secretary on our ward who has been so panicked about this for the longest time and okay be panicked out. about it doesn't mean you, you lose your manners chill no i don't see the problem at this point fam it's no. life and death Abayo, okay. no it's literally what, it's what's literally gonna happen you shake your hands so you shake problem. hands then you go wash it or just say no like why are you we're still do- you're, you're I, talking I think- about the people that are ripping toilet paper yeah no they seem like a socially awkward person though so i didn't take it to heart like they just seem like a very socially i understand that there's fear going on and whatever but it doesn't give you like yeah. come on guys like the reality is a lot of people are super yeah. showing their super racistness okay oh, yeah. and it's like 100 percent it's uh we understand it's a scary time for everyone and obviously you don't want to be in spaces with people in general like in my building they're like you can't have more than two to three people in the elevator at a time so obviously things are going on where people are trying to social distance and stuff but it doesn't give you the like it doesn't give you the power or a reason to be rude or you know like look people up and down and you know what i mean just saying what you're thinking explain it nicely the racists are coming out the racists are coming out full-fledged day and age i don't understand that whole thing when it was italy italians are the ones that spread it everywhere so the logic is not there anyway Mm. it is what it is what do you guys think about all these conspiracy theories that are out there 
<laughs> I think believable, plausible. <laughs> peak. This is peak. Peak conspiracy season. They're very believable. Yo, there's this one video and this guy was talking about stay woke. The vaccine that they're going to give us has <laughs> chips in it to track us. And I was like, yo, that makes so much sense. Think about it. Think about it though. Global effort. Global effort. This is the best way. <laughs> this is the best way to track us all. Like make a global it disease. It is. Mm-mm. Get a nano chip in that vaccine and we're done. You guys are acting like they don't already own us. They own us already though. 23andMe <laughs> owns us. Why are you guys talking like it's, it's countries that are controlling this? The fam, Illuminati have no borders. God damn. The Freemasons have no borders. It be like that? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> what about the, the theories where they're like, oh, they have us the all pigeons? on uh, self-isolation uh, and social distancing so they can recharge the pigeons. <laughs> that I believe. I believe that one is real. And they're like, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? And you know, I'm still thinking about that. I feel like I've seen baby pigeon eggs though, but I've never seen a baby pigeon. I've seen baby pigeons because they used to be in Dixon, like the, the our balcony. But <laughs> but they didn't look like pigeons. They look like chickens. Were they, they pigeons? They look like chickens. They look yellow. There you, there you go. There you go. They're recharging the pigeons to spy on us, guys. That's that's the real. That's, that's and the real, that's that's the and that's truth. all. Period. <laughs> I have seen so many pigeon nests with pigeon eggs, but I have seen very few baby yeah, pigeons. It's just not realistic. So automatically, this rings as truth. And birds are evil. Birds are evil, you know? Half the time, they're just chilling around, but then they get this urge to attack you. Why? Because you're too close to the secret. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see, like, their batteries sticking out. <laughs> you're, you're, you're looking too close to them, and then they attack you. I'm telling you. No, I feel like people people need to know some context. Istahil is... Why are you exposing me right now? It's terrified of birds. Why are you exposing me right now? Because <laughs> well, your, your energy right towards now? the birds is... Because your energy is a little too suspect. Listen, you know? I'm telling She's you guys. terrified of birds. Birds are the rats of... I mean, pigeons are the rats of birds. But in general... that's true but in general they're all evil the same way i feel like shrimp are the roaches of the sea and you all still eat them chill it's so good it is what it is just eat a regular roach it is what it is i don't know why you guys are judging people for eating the locusts when you guys are eating like friggin roaches from the ocean shut up you don't like shrimp it's not the same it's literally the same. No, it's not. not. No, it's not. I can't. You know what it is about shrimp? I like. I imagine they're beady. You know, I feel, I feel you. And when you bite into it, there's like a crunch, and that f- it feels too much like. A, you like don't bone. eat the shell. What the hell? No, no. Like even on the inside, it's not always necessarily so soft. Sometimes it has like some substance to it, and I just imagine the eyeballs. No, from. you know, I ate. You know, I used to have that fear, Hafsa. And then this one time, I ordered a bowl of like this fried shrimp dish. And it was these specific type of shrimp called like sakura shrimp, and they're like really tiny. And their eyeballs, the their eyeballs one, yeah. were big and half was like almost a third of their body. And when I ate that shit, my fear of eyeballs went Yo, out the window. It that tasted sounds so good. Those black stuff were looking at me. They were looking at me while I ate them, and it was fine. <laughs> I lived. Uh, That's said, it's the when you said it was mad. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> Did not matter. No, no, <laughs> dead, no, uh, no. But anyway, but yeah. Anyways, guys, house uh, for those of us who do not have to report to duty <laughs> and are not on the forefront of this fight against the coronavirus. Me and Istahil, <laughs> how are you? Hey, how are you dealing? I mean, I already know this answer, but you know, people want to know. How are you dealing with um, social distancing and uh, self isolation or 
whichever one you're do- you're practicing at the moment. I feel like my whole life is social distancing. That's my that's my the way I live my life. But now I hate mm-hmm. it because everyone's at home with me, and I'm sick and tired of being mm-hmm. awoken to sleep every single day. It's like I used to have the house to myself, like you know the, the timings that I'm asleep. But now everyone's here, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, do I kill them? What's my options right now? I'm dead. <laughs> Well, for me, I'm slowly losing my mind. What was it? Last week, the schools were closed. And then I I kept waiting for my lab to be shut down because there was nothing I wanted more in the world than for me to stop going to lab because I didn't want to go anymore. And now I would like to return, but the building is (laughs) shut down and I can't go there. Okay. Because it's like, well, I every day. I'm just sitting here and I do not. I honestly, I actually have work to do, but. I never get, like, I'm not the type of person who's productive at home. Like, I'll go to the cafe, I'll be at work, I'll be at the library doing my work. I just can't do work at home. So every day, it's just me versus my laptop versus the TV. And every day, I just think of things to do. And it's been seven days. And um, I can't live like this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Day seven, guys, day seven, um, I, like, I need a diary. I need to document my life. I'm losing it slowly. I applied for, so I told you guys, some of you guys, I applied for work at the hospital. I was like, put me, put me in, take me. Anything, (laughs) even the corona. Guys. Yeah, she wants to do screaming. Yeah, guys, this is me. Put me in the forefront. Put me in the forefront of this fight. (laughs) I'm going to fight. She's like, I'm willing to risk my life. You know, here they're they're looking for a lot of people to, all these like delivery type like and supermarket type work. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are are out of jobs. A lot of people have been laid Uh, off and fired. So now they're they're looking because the the demand for food service in like the food service industry is so high. Can the coronavirus be like transported to your house, the your your uh, door then? Like what if do you, you mean? order food, how is that social distancing? Oh well, mm, if the if the delivery person yeah, has the Rona, if they caught it from someone done. while they're delivering, that's like even worse because now you have this one epicenter that's just going everywhere. <laughs> like one person, but it's still a lot less than it's you. It's you being exposed to one person versus you being exposed to hundreds of people, every and day. you being exposed to that difference. person, and then you being you exposing yourself to other people. It's like Hafsa was saying in the beginning, right? This is just to slow it down. It's by no means. But you know, the in Korea, it was that one patient, patient thirty-seven or something, that thirty-one, it, it was patient just one 31. person that did all that. So, because they did it intentionally, there was somebody. Listen, uh, there's a difference between. Uh, let's not forget when we talk about transmissibility of this disease, um, of this virus. If you are the the sicker you are, the more viral shed you have, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you're gonna expose people. If you're somebody with a fever of 41 degrees, you know not to go into work. Okay, mm-hmm. this person in Korea, this woman, she had, she knew she had a temperature of 41 degrees. And she intentionally went out and did this shit. So is that's it, a big isn't difference. Isn't that biological terrorism? That is biological terrorism to me. That's same as anthrax. That's basically anthrax to me. Oh my goodness. Put her in jail. No ifs, buts. That person needs to serve jail time. Oh my God. Did you hear about... I, I saw a clip on um, on the internet about some poor guy in Nigeria who... There was somebody... I think there was like somebody who came from out west, uh, from Europe or somewhere. And he wanted an Uber driver to drive him, drive him from the capital to like another city. And this poor guy, some random guy, his picture was taken from the internet and plastered everywhere as that Uber driver who decided to willingly transport a corona patient. And he's been getting death threats on the regular. 
like death threats because people are like how like you're exposing us to this because you know the rates in africa now are really low and they're just watching like the what's going on around the world so they're all like like this guy deserves death who does he think he is he did this for money so i mean to be fair though um if somebody does that for money they need to be penalized like crazy like i'm so sorry the way society is turning on each other it's so you know what's crazy is reading all this stuff and watching shows like the walking dead and the 100 and just seeing it happen in real life like it's not even the world ending but they're based in truth that's why all these things all these stories are based in truth yeah the movie that actually hit very close to home was contagion that shit it it also came from a bat the virus it spread through um what is the animal called that carries the virus and then it transmits to humans afterwards like an intermediate and it was a pig and Everything that's happening is in that movie is what's going to happen two weeks from now or three weeks God from now or chill, a month from now chill, chill. if we don't take action. And it's so scary. Why are you, why are you doing this right now? <laughs> no, well, I was watching it. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you, I was watching it and I was taking notes. I was like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Let me stock up on this. Let me do this. Let me do that. Because it's literally an exact depiction of what's going on in the world right now. And it's scary. Like they started shutting down schools. They started, they started shutting down malls. They told everyone stay home, self isolate, all of that stuff. And in the end, um, they came up with a vaccine and they were like, okay, we're going to give this vaccine according to dates. If you were born January 1st, Allah. you were first. Or no, they I'm did on the last day of the year. They did astaghfirullah, they did it. <laughs> it's according to birthday. There haven't internationally, there haven't been, I think till now, last I knew, any cases under the age of 18 that have yeah. died that I know of. Yeah. And even like the cases that have died, aren't they like 30 plus? Mostly Fif- like 35 mostly plus? they're 50 plus. Yeah, mostly. Very, very few that are in uh, younger than that. And then don't they also have underlying conditions as well? Majority of the time? Yeah, because think about it this way. For you to, to, for you to become unwell from the coronavirus, you have to have, uh, predisposing factors. So number one, your immune system needs to be weaker. And number two, especially if you have, um, respiratory issues or heart issues that, like, that affects your lungs, because this illness affects your lungs the most, right? Mm -hmm. So if you already are down a couple of pegs, you're kind of, you're kind of more susceptible at the end of the day. Yeah. Damn. Can we talk about how everybody was planning on buying those cheap ass Rona tickets and then look what happened? I'm so shook. $38? World tour? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I need Twitter. I'm actually so upset. I'm so upset because you don't understand how many, like, I have so many things that have been canceled for me right now. Oh, like, I had three separate trips planned. Three. And all three of them canceled. You know it's the yeah. epitome it's just, of uh, you plan and Allah plans and Allah's best planner because there's no way you could have yeah. thought of that. <laughs> no way. No, but you know what kills me? I was supposed to go to Australia, fam. First, the bushfires. Imagine, I was like, oh, I might not be able to go because these bushfires don't look like they're, hold- they're like stopping anytime soon. And then that shit settles. And then a whole ass virus? A whole virus? A pandemic? Miss Rona said no. <laughs> a whole, like, a pandemic stopped me from going to Australia. Like, what in the Yo, world? Yo, this is like the craziest year, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. And we were saying this about 2019. And look, <laughs> we need to keep our mouths shut. No. I don't want to hear anything about 2020. I'm not going to Disney World. I'm not, like, I had literally two free trips. How's that? At least you were paying for that. I had trips that were covered. <laughs> all expenses paid, okay? I was so pissed. Like, I was about to go to Disney World. 
Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like your sugar daddy was going to pay for them. Can you elaborate? Okay, chill. No, no, no. Work. It was a work, it was a work trip. <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. But no, no, no. I was supposed to go to... I had like a conference in Orlando and then I was going to stay an extra week. But like the flights paid for and like the hotel for at least the first portion of like the first week I'm there Girl. was paid for it, which... You know, and then also there was the SSA conference in Minnesota that the flight was covered by the school and we booked our tickets too, which is so sad. Do you know what's so sad that I forgot to mention earlier? If you get the corona and you're very sick, you're likely to die alone. Oh, what? Huh? Because you're going to be quarantined. Because even now, even now, Allah, if you have if you so have dark. corona, you don't get any visitors. What the no, right now, if you're if you're unwell and you're in isolation, you get zero visitors. Zero, zero. Well, I don't know about other hospitals, but where I am, zero. No, but you know Allah. that in Sweden, the first person to die was this older uh, Somali lady, Iran Krista, and they said that they couldn't even pray on her. Like they had to stand, the the people came with their hazmat suit and they buried her and like they had to watch no salah, yeah. no nothing. I was hearing about janazas, like how are they going to pray janazah on people? Yo, wallahi. It's, honestly, it's the reality, right? Like it actually has a lot of serious implications. It's also because it's amplified. You're literally hearing news from halfway across the world, like it's right next door. But it's crazy that the last time something like this happened, it was like the Spanish flu in 1920. The pandemic? You mean like pandemic? years ago. Yeah. That was the last one. Isn't there like um, some sort of theory that every hundred years a virus? <laughs> First of all, why are you making me sound like a conspiracy theorist? I just hear these things. Okay, I don't believe them. I just find them interesting. Let me know. Let me know. Anyways. Let me know. <laughs> there's this first of all there is this theory saying that because we went to 5g that's what caused the virus i, I heard that the connection. Too. i heard that one too. what is 5g 5g you know like 4g for the phones 4g 5g connection i don't know what but they're talking about how that caused this virus i don't know how <laughs> i but, don't know even you know, i don't even know how that. to reach for that then there's also well, I don't know. I don't know where the connection lies, but uh, there's that. Then there's also every hundred years, there's some sort of outbreak. I'm not surprised about that. Population control. Yeah. 1920 was a Spanish flu. And then I think before that was, there was the what plague? happened. There was uh, the plague. No, the bubonic plague was like in the yeah. 1600s, guys. Or no? some shit. What or the thir- 1300s, I think. 1300s. So, yeah, it was sure? pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw, I saw, I know what you're talking about, that infographic that went around. But then again, didn't they just leave out all the ones in between? Because yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> I felt like, it felt like, I'm not going to claim to know all the plagues that have ever happened or the pandemics that have happened in the past. But I saw that, that, um, that, that picture that was going around every hundred years. There was one that came around the, the Spanish flu and all this other stuff. But they're just leaving out the other ones. I don't right? even know if the number of deaths now would be, would contribute to a genetic drift like if it would even contribute to you know natural selection at that point i don't think so with like the estimated numbers it's not like it's not like the earthquake um, or a tsunami where like we're like a third or of the or a fourth of the world's population was wiped out that's not what's gonna happen um i mean there's gonna be crazy numbers but let's not forget we're in the billions and we're talking about we're talking about millions of deaths and we're in the... Like billions, even the tsunami, so. so much more people died during then. Yeah, exactly. But I think that was because it was it was a one-day oh, thing. that was crazy. Whereas this is... Yeah. Yeah. That's actually very crazy. We're going to have so many movies, so many books. At least look forward to that next year. You know what's so annoying? Everybody's like enjoying their best lives and we still have to go into work, man. Sucks to be you. 
on top of that, first of all, it's actually very scary going into the subway during peak hours and just it being eerie. dead. It makes you think like, yeah, it's very eerie. It's weird. Like it's seven, it's 8 a.m. Usually at this time, the subway is packed with people. There's no one in it. You could be the only one in the car, the subway car. It's 5 p.m. Same situation. And then it makes you think like, okay, I'm here. Does that mean I'm you know, susceptible to something happening, you know, like, can I get, so can I get the coronavirus? Should I be walking these streets? Like, it's, it's scary. Well, I it's like, okay, should I be chilling at home? Yeah. But then you get used to it after a bit and then you appreciate it. And then there's me who's like day seven, I'd like to go back to work, please. Man, please. F you. Well, I, I hate people like you. All people complaining on the internet, like you guys are so, ugh, like you gross me out. I like, you don't understand. Chill. I would Chill. love I would love to be at home doing absolutely nothing for days on it. That was literally my summer holidays in university and in high school. Nothing at all. When I and not little, leaving your home? So, not I, leaving your this home? The most, no, no, wait, woman, woman, it. I would obviously go for walks and stuff if I needed to, but I could do days without leaving my house. I could, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've done at least a full stretch seven days a week nah. of not leaving my house. Nah, there is. That's very feasible for me. I've done two, th- I've done two, three months. So no, it's Issa Rae put out this tweet where she's like, Oh, I used to think I was a homebody, but I want, but I'm a be wherever you want to be body. That's me. I thought I was but a homebody. That's human nature. Not. Whatever you, they say you can't do, you want to do. Oh my God. I'm that's no, true. like I, I, I do like being at home and stuff, but like it's also after I've had like a, like I, I'm tired for a whole week and then the weekend I don't want to leave the house. You know what I mean? But you know, Versus, you can still like walk oh, outside. I do. And stuff. I do, but you know, it's still depressing. But it's, it's, there's nobody outside. It's like a dead, it's just silence. <laughs> it's creepy. She's like ghost town. Toronto is a ghost town. It's, it's literally a ghost shook. town. Do you know what's so funny? This might be irresponsible, so don't tell on me, but you know how like here they've announced all these like discount food places and stuff for NHS stuff? So healthcare stuff. So every single food place imaginable is like, oh, free pizza, free burgers, free pasta, whatever, half off, da da da. So me and my friend, we're like, I mean, we need to enjoy the shit, right? So on Friday, we went out um, to get it and everything. And then like, we were like, yo, like, shouldn't we be social distancing too? Like, what's going on? But there's still people out and about. Like, even though like if the streets aren't as busy as they usually are, there's still people out and about. Like, the the restaurants now, um, I think a lot of them, they're saying they're going to close completely. Um, and they're only offering takeaway service or um, what is it called? Ordering and all that stuff. So you can't even sit in restaurants anymore. That started, I think, this weekend because there was like a government mandate that was put in. But people like even when i'm going to work and stuff like people are still on the trains people are still on the buses so i don't know but now they've closed schools so that's all going to change i don't know man tired they've they've done that here too where everything like food courts are closed tim hortons closed um starbucks like i mean like the sitting areas so you have to go through the drive throughs that's what i'm gonna miss the most when they truly shut down and you can't even order food anymore that's when the apocalypse will hit me what are we supposed to do? Cook food? I would have been like, God imagine. forbid. No, honestly, you guys, if in the next couple of weeks they close out, call to check up on me. <laughs> because I will <laughs> I don't lose think, my mind. I don't think they'll close restaurants. I really don't think they'll close restaurants and stuff because we'll be in so much trouble. We can't even buy food to cook, fam. Bro, what about their employee? Like, what if someone that works there, they find out they're sick? A lot of them have been considered, what should we call it? I'm pretty yeah. sure key workers. Anybody who works in food but service. That was in Minnesota. No, but like, if you're working at, I'm sorry, if you're working at a restaurant, okay, 
Yeah. And then one person they find they have corona. Isn't it most likely their coworkers got it too, and they've touched things, the food? And no, like- so they don't. They don't test you even if you're in co- in the UK. Anyways, you're not tested even if you're in contact unless you exhibit symptoms. I'm not talking about being tested. Oh, the fact that you can have it. Well, everybody's gonna have yeah, it. Yeah. So-, so the restaurant, like I'm saying, like and they touch food and like the food supply. I don't know, like wash your hands. You know what I mean? Like if you work at like let's say a Somali restaurant. God forbid someone has it. And then obviously like the people that they've worked with most likely got in contact with it. Well, the food that they have lying around or like in the fridge or, you know, st- stuff like that. Wouldn't that cause somewhere like a restaurant, like a small business to shut down? You're thinking about like when hepatitis A infections go around or like, um, whatchamacallit, uh, like salmonella poisoning and like that kind of shit, like bacteria. Um, well, the issue is you can't really do anything about it. So just watch That's your That's what hands. she means by it's going to peak because all the stuff is going to catch up. I mean, no. Right? But it's inevitable. Like, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Um, you being exposed at a restaurant, same probability of you being exposed when you're walking out on the streets. You can't, you can't factor everything out. It's impossible. Yeah, I know. You will be exposed at some yeah, point or another. Yeah, that's why we all got corona. All Even got I'm at home, someone will go out, come back. I got it. That's basically how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not possible to cook everything because there's nothing. You can't buy stuff, man. Like, it's, it's going to get to the point that's where what I'm saying. you can literally find nothing. Me. I'll cry. <laughs> That's what I know. It's real. Oh my God. But guys, before we wrap this up, we have a few questions on Instagram. I feel like we may have addressed a couple of them, but, um, I mean, we can just read the questions again and just kind of reiterate. Um, one question was how effective is social distancing? So I guess we kind of talked about how it's, how, so you said to slow down, flatten the curve, um, the spread, slow down the spread, but ultimately we all have spread. coronavirus. And then another question was, <laughs> it's only been week one, so this question is kind of funny, but um thing you miss most about pre-quarantine life, may Allah keep us all safe, inshallah. So like I said, um, my freedom to go wherever I want, because honestly, this homebody life is not for me. It's not, I feel like it's not, yeah, you're right. It hasn't fully uh, started yet. It's been like maybe a week. But yeah, mm-hmm. the quiet, peace and quiet. I'm gonna get used to it. But for now, this is this is what I'm complaining about this week. Yeah, I just miss what I missed the most was the separation of my um, work and life. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be able to come home and not talk about work, whereas now this freaking Corona thing is falling everywhere. Yeah. Social, me- I can't even go on Twitter for a break, fam. It's everywhere. I'm sick of it. <laughs> you can mute coronavirus. I did. I did. Oh, I looked yeah. for every combination of the thing. Corona, COVID-19, Rona, Rona. Coro, um, coronavirus, one word, coronavirus, two words. I've looked for every. <laughs> you, Omakhir? I feel like even though we're not, you know, sitting at home, I still miss like my social life. Cause you have something to look forward to. Like after work, you'll go out mm-hmm. during the weekends, you'll go out. But now it's literally work, then mm-hmm. home, then work, then home. And it's, it's boring. It's just tiring. Honestly. Yeah, Same. I don't think I learned any. It's just been a week. Yeah, I feel like it's too soon. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. Third day. It's only my third day out here. I don't Damn. Know. Facts. Um, <laughs> like I said, besides thinking I was a homebody, honestly, nothing else. It's still, I guess, very fresh, very new. I feel like we're going to be like day 200. You guys will end up hating um, everyone on Instagram soon. I'm calling it. Yeah, day 284. Uh, we're still out here. Uh, I hate my family. 
uh, I can't stand this person, you know, but uh, we could definitely revisit some of these questions and see how we're doing since we will most likely be doing updates as long as the Rona is upon us, yeah. you know? Can I understand why you guys are hating on all those people doing the Instagram challenges? Because I don't appreciate the hate. <laughs> Was that too close to home? Yo, can I read a, Can I read out that tweet? Yes. Okay, so someone said, Instagram is particularly awful right now. The girls are tagging each other in girl supporting girls challenges. <laughs> and the men are tagging each other in prison workout challenges. In between, <laughs> they're like, in between is people dancing on TikTok to that Megan song. I hate it here. <laughs> Dude, that smoked the I learned the Megan I learned the Megan Stallion. I savage dance with TikTok. <laughs> I'm done. I learned it. I'll be posting it shortly on my private TikTok. There's a tweet. There's a tweet right now that I saw. Like everyone on Instagram is like iCarly right now. Everyone's on live. Yes. Instagram live. Wow, you guys all have energy now. All of a on- but you know, the only good thing to come out of this is Netflix party. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay. But Netflix is, that is struggling yeah. too. All the websites are yeah. overburdened. First of all, they're reducing they're reducing the quality in Europe apparently to just like, cater. I think they're coming down to like to from 4K to HD or some shit or the other because um of the increased streaming. Oh, mm. okay. So, uh, guys, listeners, uh, if you guys are all, um, social distancing, quarantine, self-isolation, like some of us here, uh, we'd like to hear from you. We are planning to do a few more Corona updates. So our next one, we're hoping to have a few listeners tell us about their experiences, what they're up to, how this has ruined their lives and things of that sort. So if you're interested in joining us for an episode, feel free to DM us on Twitter at a bomb podcast or Instagram at a bomb podcast. You can email us at a chronicles at gmail.com and we will get back to you. And hopefully we'd love to hear um, from you guys. All right. And I guess that's a wrap. Also, if you'd like to join the conversation, feel free to contact us on all, on all those social media platforms as well. You can send us any questions to curiouscat.me forward slash podcast if you have any questions that you'd like for us to answer in the next episode. And yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. Um, may Allah protect us all. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And thank you to all the uh, medical uh, healthcare workers and healthcare professionals who are at the forefront of this fight. Pandemic. We appreciate you. We love you. And we wish you all the best in this war. She's literally like, you guys can die. Virus. I'm going to survive. No. Wallahi, no. In my heart, I really, you know... There's a hadith, if you save one person, it's like you saved all of humanity. You guys are saving humanity, literally. So, you know, may Allah put more khair and rizq and everything in your lives and enhance your lives. And, you know, hopefully we get out of this in one piece. I mean, yeah. Sorry, bye guys. <laughs>